We believe that you are strong by design and you were made in God's image to have a strong body, mind, and spirit. You're listening to the number one strength and health authority podcast in the world. So let's get ready to unlock your potential and transform your life in today's episode. What's going on, Strong by Design Nation? It is your host on this beautiful day, Coach Brian, right here reporting live from Orlando, Florida. I had the privilege of coming out here for the Perform Better Summit to learn from the greatest minds, in my opinion, on the planet. These men and women have dedicated their lives to just helping every walk of life from young, old, athletic to non-athletic to reach the next level of their performance. And being out here in Orlando, I uh, I looked at the list of presenters that were on, I'm going to be taking part of this summit. And one name jumped off the paper. And I I said, yes, I I am so excited that this guy is going to be there because this is one of those guys, in my opinion, it's a household name. If you've been in strength and conditioning long enough, you know this name. His name is Todd Durkin. He is, it's funny. Todd, you could say hi, by the way. Hey guys, Brian, that was a great introduction. There Thank you. <laughs> I don't like even like I love having it. the guest uh, wait too long, but I I wanted to pull up Todd's bio. I went on his website, and I'm like, man, this is a long <laughs> bio. It's it's very impressive. It means I've been around a while. That's not a bad thing. <laughs> That's not a bad thing at all. So Todd is he's recognized as an international strength speed conditioning coach. He's been a personal trainer, a body worker. He's a motivational speaker, an author. Uh, what else? What else? He's, he's your basic father, father. That's very important. <laughs> That's important. Very important. Husband. Uh, you own fitness quest 10 in San Diego. It's a world-class facility that provides all different types of training. And some big names are in there, work out with you on a regular basis. Um, not only that, but Todd, uh, he works with high profile clients, not just athletes, but high level executives. Um, you're the guy. <laughs> Todd Durkin in the, in the flesh. Well, what, what an introduction. Thanks, Brian. Hey, I, I'm just a guy that has a dream and I love what I do. I found my passion uh, through some adversity in my life. And uh, what I do now is what I love to do. And I, I wake up most days of the week. And uh, once I go through my routine and I set myself on fire, uh, I go out and I try to change lives and create impact. That's what I do. That's awesome. So if you're brand new to the Strong by Design podcast, I need you to do uh, one of two things. I need you to first subscribe to our podcast, be part of our podcast daily, weekly routine, whatever that looks like to you, but leave a five-star review. So go and leave us a review. Let us know how we've impacted your life in some way, shape, or form. So because we we just want to know how we can better serve you. If there's something that struck a chord that just really resonated and impacted your life in some great way, we would love to know that because just like you, we're humans. Like We thrive on positive reviews. We, ver- we thrive on even negative reviews so we know how to better ourselves for the next episode. So, And not only that, Todd is going to have his own podcast. That's right. I'm, I'm plugging it in early because, <laughs> because he's, he's jumping in on the podcast world. And uh, we're going to talk about that in a little bit later, but um, definitely check out Todd's podcast, which is the Todd Durkin Impact Show, correct? That's correct. Cool. So on this beautiful day, 
we're sitting here in Orlando, and this is the first time Todd and I have actually met. And I, I feel like I've known Todd for a while because he's on social media all over the place. And again, he's one of those those household names being in the strength and conditioning, personal training world. He's one of the, in my opinion, one of the best motivators and inspirations out there. He's got an incredible message. He uh, and it's not something that just he just woke up and it's like, oh, I'm gonna right. I'm gonna learn to motivate people today. It's <laughs> like you said, you've been in this game for a long time. It's evolved, and we're definitely gonna talk and uncover a lot of that evolution. How you have become strong in your faith, mm-hmm. with your family, your fitness, because I know there's things. Todd, that you want to share with our audience that they need to hear. Mm. Because we all deal with these issues. And one of, the, one of the things that's right on your website, it says inspiring greatness every day. We have a choice when we wake up if we're going to make today great or not. There, yeah, sure, there's some external circumstances that it might not go in our way, you know, our way, like a flat tire. Like We can't really control that. However, if you have brand new tires on your car, then it's a stronger chance that you're not going to get a flat tire. But you, Todd, you're an inspirer, you're a motivator, and you instill greatness every day, or at least try to. Mm-hmm. Not just with your clients, but with your kids, with your wife, with your neighbors, with your church community, even with yourself. Right. Let it's- me talk about those words for a second, because inspiring greatness every day, it sounds like a rhetorical statement. But when you break those words down, inspiring in spirit. Inspiring means in spirit. When you're in spirit, great things happen. Greatness, I believe, all of us have unique gifts, but so many times we're, we're scared to share those gifts with the world. And I believe that um, if you can see and flourish the greatness that's within you and you surround yourself with great people and you do all the things we're going to talk about uh, today on Strong by Design, I believe that the, the reason you're listening to this podcast right now is because you are designed to be great. So inspiring greatness every day. See, the everyday is the key part because many times people want success or significance or greatness today, but it really is a uh, compilation of many small micro victories over time. Consistency over time plays a huge factor in inspiring greatness every day. In the all the champion athletes I work with and the executives and all, it's like, hey, every single day, we got to win the battle between the ears. Every day, I don't wake up every single day fired up. Like I have to go through my routine. I got to get my workout in. I got to get my prayer time in, my my holy hour, and as I call it. And when I do that and I get my mind right, I get my spirit right, I get my body right, then I can go out and inspire greatness every day. So those are words to me that really like impact my soul, like inspiring greatness every single day. Like those are things that like, hey, these things move your spirit. And I believe that when you invoke emotion, then mm-hmm. that that gets motion going. So uh, to me, it's all about inspiring greatness every single day. And it starts with you. Mm-hmm. No doubt. Like it's got to start with you. You're the first person yeah. you see when you wake up in the morning. You yeah. look in that mirror and say, what am I going to do today? Am I going to be great? Or am I going to let this day dictate how I respond to myself and everything that I walk into? Yeah. And there are some rules that I've, I've personally set for myself to make sure that I would say either the day is going to dominate me or I'm going to dominate the day. I just told my wife the same thing. And the thing is, is like one of my, my first rule is don't turn the phone on first thing in the morning. don't turn the phone on first thing in the morning for me because the phone creates anxiety for me. So all of a sudden I start getting tweets and Instagram posts and texts and emails. And next thing I know, 
Guess what? The day is dominating me. I'm reacting to everyone else's agenda versus taking the first hour out and making sure that I have my best practices in tune the first thing. And whether that be 10 minutes for you or whether that be an hour, whatever it is, but that you establish a routine that allows you to dominate your own body, mind, and soul first thing in the morning. I do the same thing. It, mm-hmm. it took me a while to get to where sure. I'm at right now. It's not something you just say, all right, starting tomorrow, I'm going to wake up an hour and a half early. That's right. I'm going to read. I'm going to pray. I'm going right. to listen to music. I'm going to listen to this podcast. That all sounds great for maybe about three days. And all of a sudden, <laughs> you're like, I'll hit the alarm. All right, now I'm, I'm only spending 45 minutes. And then all of a sudden, you're like, man, I stayed up too late last night. Right. It's all It all comes down to discipline mm-hmm. and how bad you really want it. That's right. And you get one shot at this life. Well, why, like in my opinion, why do you want to waste each day? And then that's why you said every day every is a, day. every day is an opportunity to inspire every day. every day. So, but you also say uh, you have three big words on the website there: passion, purpose, and impact. Mm-hmm. Tell me more about those three well, words. Passion, passion is what you got to find if you want to be successful in life. Uh, you study any great athlete, any great executive, entrepreneur, and you got to have passion. Passion is energy at what makes the world go round and round. So if you're listening today and you're not full of passion, you got to find the the three, four, or five things that most move your spirit. When you identify those things, I have five that move my spirit. When I'm doing those things, eighty percent of the time, then my passion is flowing, and people feel that. People feel the energy is different. Like, oh, he's high energy. Well, no, I'm not always high energy. But when my passion and I'm aligned with my passion is 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 great, then all of a sudden the energy flows. And that's a good thing. The purpose is for me, as I've evolved as a man, it's divine purpose. It's the God's purpose. Mm-hmm. Am I doing today what I'm doing because of what I want? or because what God wants of me. And that's the thing I'm constantly wrestling. Is this ego or is this God? And if it's a God thing, the answer is yes. If it's an ego thing, or I think it's gonna just bring more, quote, success, which we all want, and and I want as well, but it's gotta be purpose-driven. It's gotta be divine purpose. And that's something I seek every single week. It's like, hey, am I listening attentively enough? Am I doing those things? So when I'm living by passion and purpose, that allows me to create impact. And impact for me, I wrote my first book in 2010. It was called the the Impact Body Plan. And over the the last nine plus years, I've been able to evolve the impact message. One of the reasons I'm down here in Florida, I just gave a uh, an impact keynote yesterday. And um, impact, you see this band here. Impact stands for an acronym, and it means I means live inspired. Live inspired every single day. M stands for master your craft. So regardless of what you do for a living, how do you become 1% better in your career, in your life every day? You know, the the Malcolm Gladwell 10,000 hour rule or 10 years to become great at something. How do you continue to master your craft? The pro athletes I work with, the, the top level quarterbacks and MVPs, things like that. How do you year after year after year stay motivated to master your craft when you're already really good? Which comes to the P, which is play at world class. Play at world class is get your mind right. You got to get your mind right. Playing at world class is a mindset, one that you know you deserve success. How are you going to manifest that success? We live in an abundant world versus being in a scarcity mindset. How do you shift it? Matter of fact, I always talk about 
snapping your band as I snap the band here. It's like, if your mind ain't right, snap your band and get on it. We got to rock and roll. And there's some things that we can do even today to help you get your mind right. And perhaps you're listening to this podcast and you're out for a walk, you're walking the dog, you're working out, you're driving right now, whatever it is. But like, you can literally flip the switch. I say it all day, flip the switch, flip the switch. We got to go, we got to roll. Let's get after it, which leads us to the A, action. Take action for what you want in life. You don't want to just say it. I've got kids, 16, 14, 11. Hey, you tell me you want to go to college, you want to play uh, Division One athletics, you got to work your butt off for that. I mean, A, the action is, it's going to take more hard work than you ever thought uh, to be successful in the game of life. The C, an impact condition for greatness. Don't condition for mediocrity. We're not built for mediocrity. God built us uh, as a temple to be great. So the, the C, condition for greatness, is what are we going to do to condition our body, mind, and soul today, literally today, to make sure that we are at a higher level today than we were yesterday? And the T is be tenacious, tenacity, energy, fervor, spirit, the things that allow us to be different. You know, Brian, when, when I met you, that had that spirit, that tenacity of like, hey, this guy's different. She's different. I like, I like the energy this person has because all day, every single day, we're coming across different beings, different, different people that you work with. You, you go to a restaurant, you ride in an Uber, um, you're on a bus, you're on a plane. How do you leave an impression with someone saying, he's different, she's different. I like the way she presents herself, like the way his energy is. To me, that's impact. Thank you so much for listening to the Strong by Design podcast. If you find our show helpful in any way, please let us know by leaving a five-star review on iTunes. Go to strongbydesignpodcast.com. Your review will help us reach more listeners and continue to change lives. Let's get back to the show. I want to get one of those bands. Here you go. I got two of them. (laughs) (laughs) That's probably why you wear two to hand one out. No, that's awesome. That is that's impactful right there. And the reason why that's impactful is because it strikes chords in everything that I believe in, that we believe in here at Strong by Design. And this is this is awesome. Thank you for. So I always say you're welcome. I always say is if you don't have your mind right, snap your band. Yeah. Now, does that does that snapping the band allow you to get your mind right? No, but sometimes you need a little, you know, a little smack to little say, love tap. Yeah. like, let's get going. She's um, back in uh, the late 1990s. I had a serious back injury playing professional football, and uh, one of the body workers I was getting rolfing. It's a it's a type of body work technique that you get. It's very very specific, and one of my what became mentors, his name was Dub Lee, was working on my hip flexors. I would say, it's all in your hips. And he's working on my hip flexors. And um, he's like, man, you got a lot of stuff built up. That's why your back is is so hurt. And I had three herniated discs, spinal stenosis, degenerative back disease. It left me motionless on a football field in Aix-en-Provence, France, uh, playing over overseas. And next thing I know, this guy, he's like 75 years old. He's working on my psoas, the hip flexors. And I got off the table. And I remember like jumping around I'm like, man, Dub, I feel great. And... When he was doing that, he said, man, you got to give up your dream of playing pro football. And I remember him working on my hips and I wanted to smack that guy in the face. It hurt so bad. And he says, no, Dodo Bird, sometimes you need a smack in the face uh, to wake up. Mm-hmm. And no one likes to get hit, right? No one likes to get hit. The whole reason for that band sometimes is just to give you a little tactile stimulation of flip the switch, 
Flip the switch. Literally consciously today, if there's a habit you want to break, you want to stop smoking or give up drinking or reduce a certain uh, habit that you have, you can do it, but you sometimes need literally a physical little boop, snap the band, get your mind right, we got to rock and roll, and then take action for what it is that we want in life. Something has to change, and most people aren't comfortable with change. And we often say, like, you know, change or die, or, you know, nothing happens without change. Uh, what I always say is, you can't change what's going on on the outside until you change what's going on on the inside. Mm. That's so good. And there's that four-letter word that, that really prevents a lot of people from making lifelong impact. It starts with an F. <laughs> it's clean. It's a clean word. But it's a word that is, in my opinion, it's deadly. Mm-hmm. It's fear. Mm. It's fear. You can't have impact... If you have fear, you can't be tenacious. If you have fear, you n- you need to be with no fear. And what I'm talking about is in different areas of your life. So, uh, and that's what we're going. Today's topic is is pretty much overcoming fear in many different areas, but specifically faith, family, fitness, whatever that looks like. And you, you know, it's everybody looks at fear differently. It's one of those qualitative descriptions of your current state of being. Like everybody defines fear differently. You might fear spiders. You might fear death. You might fear bankruptcy. Whatever fear looks like for you, don't discount it because fear will rob you of a greater life. Mm -hmm. And you can't have a great day if you're fearful every step you take. So, Todd, give me an example of something. It it could be recent. It could be it could be uh, something that you're dealing with right now, or something that has always stuck with you of how you did not step into fear. Mm-hmm. You let fear step on you. Mm-hmm. It's interesting looking at the word fear because fear is real, right? Like it's there. Everyone has fear. It's not like it's not going to be like no fear. Like it's what you do with the fear that's mm-hmm. in your life. Because bottom line is we all have fear. Um, I've shifted my my relationship with fear now and how I look at fear and I actually embrace fear mm-hmm. and I run at fear. I remember when I opened my business 19 years ago, my, my gym, Fitness Quest Tenets in San Diego, and I was scared. I had no money. I had no clients. I had no business plan. I didn't know what I was doing other than I wanted to change people's lives. And that was a really scary time in my life. I remember driving up to the studio and just literally being scared of, what if I don't make it? I remember two years later getting my first NFL client, LaDainian Tomlinson was his name. He uh, was the first round draft pick for the San Diego Chargers. I remember being scared, literally scared of like, what am I going to do with this guy? Like, I'm a young trainer at the time. Like, man, he's all everything. He's all world. How am I going to help him? What am I going to do with him? I remember being scared at that time. I look back now, 19 years later, it's many times in our greatest fears are when our, when our biggest opportunities are, when we run at fear. It's often said that you know fear is either false expectations appearing real. Now I look at it as you know, facing everything and rising. Run at your fear. The latest thing that I've been fearful, I just, I just tackled, um, is actually just about a little over six months ago, I actually had a, a, a knee surgery, a partial knee replacement. My fear was, man, I'm a coach and I'm a trainer. I've been training for 19 years. Man, I'm too young to have a, a, of a knee replacement. I don't need that. I mean, I was in so much pain. The mm-hmm. pain was robbing me of being my best self. The fear of, man, am I getting it? Am I too young to get a knee surgery? Um, and I, I've 
I've had multiple concussions. I've sprained and strained every muscle joint in my body. And here is a major, major surgery that I've had. But the fact of the matter is I had knee pain for 12 years. In the last three years, I was going to a doctor every 90 days without fail, not 91 and 92 days without fail and getting uh, cortisone mm-hmm. shots in my knee so I could go on stage and present at different conferences and events and that stuff. Um, and it was scary because no one likes going under the knife. No one likes to have surgery. I kept putting my mindset on what was it going to be like when I was pain-free? How was my life going to change when I went through this uh, difficult time? And how was I going to feel? What was, I gonna, what was life going to be like without uh, a knee that was constantly in pain? Or the last three months prior to surgery, I was on crutches. I mean, I was at my kids' ball games uh, on crutches. And literally, it was, uh, it was a tough time. It's one of the best things I've ever done for my health in the last Mm-hmm. two decades was getting that surgery because here I sit before you, Brian, and I'm like feeling like a million bucks. I can't wait tomorrow to go out on stage tomorrow and light that place up and fire a couple hundred trainers up about overcoming fear. Mm-hmm. Not, not hey, fear's not be there. Fear will be there. Is it fear of your physical health, fear of a diagnosis, fear of a skill or gift that you know is inside of you, but you're scared to share because what if I fail? And by the way, I'm not afraid to admit, like you're either motivated by fear of success or fear of failure. I'm motivated by fear of failure. I don't want to fail. Mm-hmm. And I'll go to all costs to not fail. Some people on the other, other side of it is they're afraid of success. If I become successful, well, what if life changes? And, and, and it might sound funny to some people, but even in working with uber successful people, they've overcome some of their own fears of, man, that could change life. And I really like my relationship or this or that. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have to overcome your own head trash, your own stinking thinking of fear and running at that so you can potentiate the gifts that are inside. Thank you so much for listening to the Strong by Design podcast. If you're enjoying today's show, please subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. Go to strongbydesignpodcast.com. Let's get back to the show. That's so true. But just because, like I just said a few minutes ago, it can rob you or fear can be a motivator mm-hmm. to getting you to being something that you never thought was possible. And then once you step into that fear and you say, wow, this really wasn't that bad. Why did I wait 10 years to do this? Right. And right. And then, then, then that's a whole different category because now you're thinking you know, regret, you know, now you're frustrated with, you know, all the time wasted. But fear really is. It's such an interesting topic that not many people like openly want to talk about. You, right. you, and I, I belong to a men's group at my church, and we meet every Wednesday night. And I, I love this group because I'm one of the youngest guys in there. I've got old souls in there. They're they're dumping buckets of wisdom on my head, right. and I absolutely love it. But a lot of these guys they struggle with fear, mm. fear of letting go of control, fear of their kids or grandkids walking away from the Lord, fear of a diagnosis, fear mm-hmm. of losing their job because they're aged or they're, they're ailing, things like this. But it's, mm. it, you really, and, and, and I know these guys very well, and they wouldn't mind me you know, telling, t- talking about them, but these guys, they, they, on day one of me meeting them, they didn't share with me their fears. Right. On the external surface, they looked strong. They looked like everything was put together, but then you started establishing a relationship with them. And they're like, man, can you pray for me? I feel like I don't know my wife anymore. Mm-hmm. I feel like my kids have a lost whatever. Right. And I'm like, man, these guys are full of fear. They didn't know it, but they needed some accountability. And all of a sudden, we're talking, all, we have men, 
I know you have fears, I have fears, but what do we do with those fears? That's right. And we, we here at Strong by Design, and I know Todd as well, we, we turn that fear into faith. That's right. We put our faith into something that is, that is not seen. However, we see faith in, in all around us all day playing out. Just look out the window, the sun's there. We have faith that the sun will be there tomorrow. Yep. It might not be, but we have faith in that because that is seen. Mm-hmm. So we, we put our faith in the unknown mm-hmm. because fear is a motivator for me to believe something that is possible that just doesn't seem practical or right. realistic at the time. I find that when you run at your fear, the fear is never as big as it seems. Mm-hmm. When you run the other way, it becomes a gorilla on your back because it just keeps getting bigger and bigger and manifesting. But for example, right now, we're getting ready to launch our podcast. For two years, I said, I'm going to do it. And you build up, man, you build excuses of why you're not going to do something. It's going to take up a lot of time. I don't know if I have the bandwidth to do it, right? Those little fears, like it doesn't have to be always big fears about losing a spouse or a relationship or losing a business. It could be little things of like, do I have the bandwidth in my schedule to take on whatever responsibility it is? What I realized is once you commit to something, you do it, it's never as bad as it seems once you take action on that. Mm -hmm. So when you take that action, all of a sudden you're like, hey, you know what? It's not as bad. Because nowadays in a world, you can Google how to do most things and figure out the answer, right? Google like allows us to really figure out or a YouTube, lot. Yeah. Or, or YouTube, right? You, know, you YouTube it or Google it, you're going to find out the answer. And when you surround yourselves with other smart people, you figure it out. But the bottom line is making up your mind, that mindset again, coming back to getting your mind right, is like run at your fear. Whatever that fear is, whether it be small, whether it be big, if it's a small fear, it can become big real quick if you don't address that mm-hmm. fear and you know tackle it head on so i'm a huge believer in like run at your fear don't run from it run at it i look back in some of the accolades in my own life they typically involve fear right i mean opening my business was fearful getting athletes uh my first ones that was scary writing my first book do i want to put myself out there you know what are people going to think they're going to judge me do i like it do they not like it and that comes from being the youngest of eight kids like that that always being judged syndrome of like man i don't know if they, if if people aren't going to like this then they they might not like me and that whole head trash once right. again of of getting over that aspect expanding business and all those different things you look back if you reflect back on your life some of your greatest gifts, your greatest accolades and accomplishments that came at times of crossroads of, should I do this or not? You, you decided to do it and then look what happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's, there's been times in my life where I'm like, that, if I didn't step into the fear, right. this wouldn't have happened. That's right. Think about marriage. Think about having kids. <laughs> that's another fear right there. It's, <laughs> that's a, that's a, that's, yeah. If you don't have kids, you'll, and you, that's a whole different category that you don't even know about if you don't have kids on, on fear of, with the kids. But, but re- realistically, fear of failing as a parent. Mm-hmm. I, know, I know some people that they wanted to hold off having kids because they were scared to be like their father mm. because they had a bad relationship with their father. I don't want to be the father my father was. Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's a fear. Mm-hmm. But however, my kids, my two boys are the biggest joys in my life. Mm. I love my kids. I absolutely love them more than life itself. But I understand that fear can prevent people from experiencing true joy. Right, right. No, you're, you're absolutely right. When it comes to family and being a dad, on my end, when you look at fear, um, you know, I spend a lot of time on airplanes now. Even though I, I have my gym back in San Diego, I do about 40 to 50 speaking events per year. Um, 
And my greatest fear is missing my kids' games and events. You know, I'm gone for five days right now, and I, I miss my middle son who's 14, his middle school graduation ceremony uh, yesterday. Um, yeah, I missed a, a high school football seven-on-seven league uh, with my one son. And here's the bottom line. I was fortunate enough to have uh, a father that taught me the value of time. So here's what I always tell them. Here's why dad's going out on the road and, and waving the magic impact stick. It's because what my legacy is about someday is when I'm built to motivate and inspire 10 million people to greatness, that I have a purpose I'm driven behind so that when I'm out, you can bet your bottom dollar I'm making a difference in people's lives. And I hope that someday they find a purpose that is God-given to Mm -hmm. them and not based on my purpose so that when I'm home, I'm home and I'm present with them. And that's the thing that I'm always most aware of is when I'm on the road, I got to make sure that I'm dialed in all my best practices so I can create the impact I want to. But when I'm home, that I'm not home on the couch scrolling through Instagram uh, with a game on and they're like in the other room doing their own thing. It's really being aware of the time. Um, I volunteer coach a lot of my kids' games. I, I estimated last year, I was like, man, I must have just put a boatload of time. And I think I, I, I calculated about 240 hours I coached my son's high school football team. And guess what? I loved it. Absolutely loved it. Yeah. I can't put a value on that time. 240 hours, if I was like to really like look in the business world, what's that worth? It's like, it's you can't replace the time with your son. I know at, he's 16. My oldest is 16. In two years from now, he's going to be gone. Gone. It's that get your mind right impact it's impact it's get your mind right and you know it's about the time so the greatest fear i have from a from a father standpoint and a husband standpoint been married 18 years is making sure that i am there for my kids and they value my time and when i'm not there they know that dad's out in the world making a difference and the most important thing that they can do um is they can learn to uh, discover their gifts that are inside of them and then search through their own searching Mm -hmm. what their purpose is going to be in life and someday find that purpose and go at it. Mm -hmm. And there's going to be fears, right? Fears like all of us have had, those that are listening uh, can relate to having fears in your life. And I think that's one of the most important traits I can give my kids is the the work ethic, commitment, discipline, dedication it's going to take to be a major impact player in the game. You're not born with toughness. It has to be developed. Discover five ways to become tough as nails. Go to strongbydesigntough.com, enter your email, and download this special report for free. Let's get back to the show. We're called to make a global impact mm-hmm. in the name of Jesus Christ. That's, mm-hmm. And if we're living our lives in line with what Scripture says, how Christ has called us to live our life, it almost doesn't even matter what anybody else thinks. Mm-hmm. The only thing that is is driving us is is the kingdom, right? Is expanding the kingdom of God, and we're doing that in a platform, whether it's podcasting, whether it's motivational speaking, whether it's authoring a book, uh, coaching a, a kid's team. We're right. making an eternal impact because what's what's why why is he so different? Right? Why is he doing this? Hmm? Why is he? Why does he still love his wife? Why, why, why is he so good with his kid? It, the answer is simple. It's because Christ called us to be right. that. Right. Because that is going to be the light and the salt of the world. It's when they see something in us that is greater than the world. Mm-hmm. 
And that's why I love this impact. We, we, we hear that word all over the place, impact, impact. But when it actually has value and meaning in your life, then you're like, all right, let's do something about it. Let's get out of the fear and step into the unknown and let's make, let's rock it and let's make an internal global impact mm-hmm. or, 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 or just something that is just going to change the trajectory of whether it's negativity, whether it's a certain disease or a certain failure or whatever you want to call it. it, it impact has the potential to change everything. Right. But right. if you're allowing fear to stop you where you're at right now, impact is going to, it still might be there. Mm-hmm. It might be short term. But think about the possibility of what it could be if fear wasn't there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If, you were, if you weren't afraid of alligators <laughs> and that lake looked really nice out our window and we wanted to go for a swim, we would probably go in there and be like, man, this is great. It's, it's a beautiful day out. We have a fear of alligators because mm. we're in Florida. We're in Orlando. There's alligators everywhere. <laughs> but get rid of the fear. And then all of a sudden, you're like, man, you're, you're going to step into something so much greater than the fear. Mm-hmm. I tell my kids all the time, like just if you're not sure of what what to do, just do it. Take a risk because you're, one day you might look back. And my kids are still really young; they don't understand the concept of time. But I'm like, I don't want you to have a regret in your life, saying, "Man, I wish I did this." Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And the reason why that they didn't do is pretty much going to be fear based, right? Because if they want to try something, I'm going to do my best to make make them or at least get them to try something. But my sons right now is I don't want to play tag because the other kids will get me. Why do you think? What, like, what, talk to me about that. They're faster than me. So he already has a fear at the age of five that he's not fast enough. Mm-hmm. That I didn't teach him that. No one else taught him that. That's he learned that he doesn't like that. Yeah, and he already has a competitive nature. He he loves tennis. Yeah, he's yeah. on this tennis kick, but he understands like. And I'm trying to bait him a little bit, saying, "Buddy, if you keep practicing, if you keep staying the course, you're going to be better than those big kids. You're yeah. going to get a bigger trophy than them." And yeah. that, that fires him up, that lights his eyes. And he's like, all right, let's go practice. Right, right. And that's the whole message of fail more. Yeah. Like, hey, listen. Or fail forward. I, I, go, I, it's okay to lose. I, I don't want you to lose, but I want you to take the risk, putting it on a line when you that lose, you can lose. That's when you learn. And you learn that it's okay. Sometimes you're going to get whooped. It's when that happens, do you get better or not? If you put your head between your tail when you get whooped, then you just, then you're a loser. <laughs> you don't want to be a loser. What you want to do is you want to make sure that when you lose in sport, in business, in life, sometimes you get whooped every now and then, but you can't, you can't stay down for too long. You got to eventually get back up and keep getting better and get back to the drawing board on that. And I tell my kids that all the time. Like, you're going to have days where you don't win. There's days I, I come home like, man, I lost today. I lost. But I'll tell you what, the sun, I'm going to beat the sun up tomorrow morning and it's going to be a good day and I'm going to win the day. Because I always say this, if I can win more days and lose, it's going to be a good week. And if I can win the weeks, I can win the months. If I can win the months, I can win the years. And uh, to me, like, I don't ever want to say lose more, but I would say take more risks so that you can risk failure. Because when you talk about failing forward, uh, again, a lot of times our biggest lessons come from our biggest failures. You look back and you think about the coaches that you played for. A lot of times you think about the coaches that you didn't like and how you wouldn't coach someday. I think about the coaches that, I mean, I'll never coach like like that guy. I'll never do that. In business, some of the greatest losses or mistakes I've made, man, I'm not going to do that again. That was really dumb of me to do that. Um, 
So to me, taking that risk and teaching kids. Now, here's the dangerous part in today's in today's day is like in the, in the world of social media, which we all live, and I love social media. It's also a double double edged sword because uh, when you're constantly looking at Instagram or Facebook or any other uh, social media platform, especially kids, you're constantly comparing yourself to everyone else's good stuff because most people only share the good stuff. And as we know, comparison is the thief of joy. So when you're looking and comparing yourself, you're seeing everyone else's good stuff. You don't think that they got anything bad stuff going on. You're like, man, I'm not as good as that person. And kids are getting robbed because their self-esteem isn't high. Or if they don't have faith in their life, they're judging themselves on literally Instagram. And that's why we have set ourselves up for literally failure because our kids' self-worth is based on Instagram or Facebook or something like that. And that's why there needs to be some rules installed and, and some ways that, you know, you got to, we we have to teach our kids on the social media side of the, 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 the world is like, hey, listen, like this is the world we live in and don't put your self-worth in an Instagram post. Uh, it's okay, I believe, to share sometimes the not so good stuff. When you're really genuine and real and authentic about life, people can relate to that because um, when you open up and you share the stuff that's not always pretty and has filters on it, now all of a sudden people are like, hey, she's real, he's real, I get that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we... Uh you learn that over time. Mm-hmm. You know, talking to my the twenty year old me, I, I, my mindset was so much different when I was twenty compared to now. I, I don't even know how old I am now. I'm in, <laughs> my my, my mid thirties. When you have kids and you get married, age doesn't matter. It's just everything blends together. But my mindset was so much different back mm-hmm. then because I was all concerned about learning, pursuing, you know, an early career in strength and conditioning. I wanted to to train the best athletes. I wanted to have a, a great lucrative business i wanted to have you know a great social life i wanted all these things right for me mm-hmm. but now the tables have completely shifted it's all about my wife all about my kids and it's all about my impact my global impact for the kingdom of god like here i'm just a vessel that's right and if i live my life in fear and not stepping into that i'm doing god a disservice i'm doing my wife and kids a disservice and i'm doing everybody else a disservice because i'm living a life that is not going to get anywhere. It's just all about me. And that's something that so many people struggle with is letting go of your life. And what I mean by that is it's not all about you. That's right. There's other people in the world that need you. You you have something inside of you whether you're a Christian or not, somebody needs to hear something from you, mm-hmm. whether it's a, a story of an addiction, a story of a bad relationship. Everybody goes through these trials and tribulations for a particular reason. Mm -hmm. And don't discount even the smallest experience. Every experience that you've experienced can help somebody. And that, Todd, that's what something that that you project to your clients and athletes and your friends and family that it's okay to share those things. People need help. They need hope. And if you're not sharing that, if you're not getting on stage, if you're not traveling around just at least just dropping a couple bits of hope and inspiration on these individuals, they might not get it from anywhere else because like you just said, Instagram is full of lies. Mm -hmm. People want genuine, authentic, real stuff. Right, right. No, absolutely. You know, and, and when you talk about fear and look at even faith and you talked about it, what I realized is when I put my faith in God, then I don't have as much anxiety and stress about trying to please everyone else. If my relationship with God is in line 
then I don't have to worry about pleasing everyone because I know that's the only thing that matters. And I, what I realize is when I'm in alignment with my divine purpose, then I can please people the way I'm supposed to please versus trying to please everyone. Because when you try to please everyone, you please no one because you're trying to be everything to everyone. And that's that's dangerous. I get people all the time that come and say, man, Todd, I, I want to be like you when I grow up. I want to do what you do. I'm like, no, you don't. You don't know all that I do, and it's not based on you want what I want. You have to find what is your divine purpose. What's God's purpose for you? Now, you can use the lessons that I've gone through and learn from them and apply them to your life in some way, but you think or you see a, a, a book I put out or something, you, you have that, but maybe you don't want to travel 50 times a year and, and do all that. And you don't see the missed flights when you're, you're shacking up in a hotel because you missed a flight. You got to stay overnight. And now all of a sudden your whole schedule gets awry. And some of the other things that'll happen is like, sometimes we judge like, man, that, that person's got it better than I do. You, you have no idea what the other person has or doesn't have. And I can remind you this is if you're going through a tough time, constantly remind yourself of someone always has it way worse than I do. Mm-hmm. Someone always has it way worse than I do. And if I'm ever having a, uh, a self-pity party, not that I have many, I'm always like, man, I, got, I am blessed. I, someone's got it way worse than I do. And I think that's what always comes back to me when it comes to faith and fear. My greatest fear in the faith side is I'm always asking myself, am I sharing my faith enough? That's the thing I wrestle with, right? Because people like, you, you share your faith so openly. I didn't five years ago. Now I'm just like, I am who I am. And if it I'm just going to share in the workplace. I am who I am. Either love me, hate me, whatever. Like this is who I am um, on that. And what I've realized just for my own uh, peace of mind and who I am, I don't feel like I don't have to filter anything I say. I can be who I am. But that's something that my greatest fear, you know, growing up and, and when I say growing up and even in my 30s, Brian was like, how much do I want to share my faith? Because my faith has always been a huge part of who I am going back to losing my father when I was a young man, when I was just 20 years old, and then going through my back injury when I was 25. Like, my faith has always been really important, but sometimes I've kept my faith to myself. When my career was taking off and blossoming, I wasn't sharing the gospel. I wasn't sharing my faith openly with people. It was it was my personal relationship with God and Jesus. And as long as that was simpatico, cool, and I could do that. And I don't think you have to go out and, and be a Bible beater and you got to preach all the time. It's just that people ask questions or, or that I try to live my life that's characteristic. And I always say this before I speak, I almost said before I preach, but before I speak, it's like, what would Jesus say about if he was leading this conference? What would Jesus do if he was leading this workout? How would Jesus lead my team at Fitness Quest 10 if I have a few things I got to put some fires out, which, you know, I have 42 employees. There's fires all the time. Like, how would Jesus lead? Those are the things I wrestle with of like, how can I be more like Jesus? And what would Jesus be like if he was a trainer? What would Jesus be like if he was a coach? What would Jesus be like as he's a preacher, right? To me, I don't think you always have to preach it. You Mm -hmm. can be it. And I try to be it. But when people ask me about it, it's like, man, I'm going to tell you who I am and preach. Thank you so much for listening to the Strong by Design podcast. If you're enjoying today's show, please subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. Go to strongbydesignpodcast.com. Let's get back to the show. There really is freedom 
releasing that fear,、mm-hmm. especially if you're releasing that fear into the hands of God,、mm-hmm. because God, the Creator of the universe, Creator of everything, everything, He can handle our fear. He can handle a certain situation. He can handle a boot camp class. <laughs> if we say, "Well, what would Jesus do in this situation?" Well, all we need to do is say, "God." Put your spirit in, inside of me、Absolutely. and lead me,、right. and then all of a sudden you're like, you get this peace. It's a supernatural feeling that is you can't explain because it's supernatural,、mm-hmm. but you get this peace, this overwhelmingly peaceful sensation. Just saying, all right, there goes my fear.、Mm-hmm. I am just going to trust and put my faith in something I don't see, I don't know, I don't understand. It's the mystery, hence the word faith, and then. Before you know it, the class is over, and you did exactly what you wanted to do. Right, and it, and you're like, wow, that I made a big deal about nothing. <laughs> so there really is, there is freedom releasing that fear. Now I understand、uh, you might be listening right now, and you, whether you're a believer of God, you you just well, wherever you are on 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 the spiritual side, it let's put that aside for a second. Fear. We're going to give you some action steps here in the next few minutes on on how to move away from fear because we all need action steps. Whether、mm-hmm. it's something simple that you can do right this very second, or something that might take a couple weeks to plan out, but fear you, you have to do something about the fear first. And I always tell this to my wife and my children, especially my wife. You, you need you need to understand the root cause of the fear.、Mm-hmm. You can't just say, "I don't want to do this." Because I just don't want to do it.、Mm. There's a fear behind it. Or if you're comparing yourself to somebody else, there's a fear. Whether it's fear of rejection, it could be from a previous relationship. You could have just had a, a bad upbringing. You could have had a bad breakup. There's fear of rejection. There's a confidence issue. There's comparison. There's so many things that distract us from where we want to be. And then all of a sudden, we're like, I don't know why I feel this way. Well, you need to understand why you feel this way.、Mm-hmm. You need to understand why you have this fear. And once you understand that fear and uncover it, then you can start saying, "All right, this gets me. What can I do about this so it doesn't get me anymore?" Right. And that we see that all the time in fitness,、mm-hmm. all the time in fitness, just because people they they expect something, right? But they don't want to do anything about it. And and especially with with your your groups and stuff like that, it's they have this fear that is going to prevent them from getting the goals that they want、right. because. I don't want to go into the gym. I don't want. I I have to work out at this particular place. Like you don't have to do anything when it comes to fitness.、Mm-hmm. I mean, you just have to do something. You have to take action. You have to put the mouse on the wheel and just start moving. That's right. And, and all of a sudden, those fears of you know rejection and being uncomfortable and overwhelming and judgment, all these things will go out the door if you start putting things into place. And taking action—that's、mm-hmm. that's the letter A. A, that's it. You have to take action in order for your fear to be moved. That's right.、And、fear won't move if you don't take action. So let's talk a couple action steps. If somebody is struggling with fear, and, th- and we're going to go fitness, fitness specific right here. If if somebody is struggling with a certain goal, they're not reaching a certain goal. How do you and your team motivate somebody that is saying, you know, this is just not working for me? And I I, I love your social media posts because you're like. In ten seconds, you're like, man, I'm ready to go. I mean, this is this is simple right here. If someone's not motivated,、uh, I say get your mind right. Right, you got to get your mind right. But it comes down to this: number one, if you're not motivated,、uh, there's a few things that you need to do, not want to, that you need to do. We know that when you work out, you're gonna feel better. 
And are you, are you training to feel better or are you training to look better? Maybe you're training to look better, but most people also want to feel better. So there's some things that you need to do to commit to. It's a behavioral change, right? So when you commit to that, we're going to set some goals. And I don't care if you're a pro athlete or you're a, you're a mom or a grandpa. It doesn't matter. We're going to set some goals. Let's write those goals down. And we're going to share it. I'm going to write you a behavior contract and, and we're going to buy by it. And I'm going to hold you as your coach accountable to those goals. And I will hold you accountable to those goals. So now that someone's written those goals out, and we're specific and we have some time uh, sensitive goals on there, we got to show up. And 90% of the battle is showing up. Mm-hmm. Whether it's at six in the morning, 12 noon, seven o'clock at night, you got to show up. And whether that be for 15 minutes, 30 minutes, an hour, whatever it is that we can prioritize based on what your goals are, based on what you say you want, we're going to get after it because when you're slamming med balls, when you're doing some boxing, when you're doing some cathartic releases uh, in your body, magical, magical hormonal chemical responses happen. I call it dose. Dopamine, oxytocin, serotonin, endorphins get released. Dose. When the dose gets released, all of a sudden, the mind physiologically, there's triggers starts to feel better. You physically feel better. You mentally feel better. So when people say, man, I really want to feel like this, say, what are you willing to do to get there? Are you willing to abide by these three steps? Like commit to 15 minutes every day. Like literally that could mean initially taking the dog out for a walk and listening to a podcast like this, because that'll get your body right and your mind right when you listen to a podcast, uh, assuming it's as a positive note, like strong by design. But also when you start to kind of amp it up and you start to add some intensity to it uh, several times a week, now all of a sudden you start to get this release. That release is really important to get rid of stress and anxiety. Um, you talk about, man, I've been feeling depressed or I'm down. I feel like I'm beaten. Yeah, don't don't curl up on a ball on a couch and and just you know nap for four hours. Like you got to get up and you got to get moving, get some sunlight, get some vitamin D. You got to get out there and start taking care of your body, just like I would recommend to a pro athlete. No, but I'm a grandma. Grandpa, it doesn't matter. We're going to treat ourselves like pro athletes, and I'm going to I'm going to design you that program to make sure you get your body right and your mind right. So those are things I would say when someone's struggling to get started is we know it now do it right. It's not about like what do you want to do. It's what do you need to do, and do you have the discipline to get off your duff and get moving? Yeah, and and one of the best ways to stay on course is have some form of accountability. Absolutely. Whether it's a coach, whether it's an online fitness journal, whatever it is, whether it's just leaving us a review on here saying, hey guys, root me on because I need some motivation. I need some encouragement. Message us on Facebook or Instagram. Like we're here to help you. Definitely. Like just because we're doing a podcast doesn't mean like we, we see all the messages that come in and out of social media. Like we do this for a reason. We do this because we want to help. Mm-hmm. And if you're not reach, you can't do life alone. You can't overcome these big issues alone. There's no way. Pro athletes need a coach. That's right. You're listening right now. You're not a pro athlete. You still need a coach. You probably need 10 coaches. Pro athletes need a coach. They have a nutritionist. They have a strength coach. They have an athletic trainer. They have a massage therapist. That's right. They have 100 coaches mm-hmm. because they know the importance of having accountability. And if, Todd, if you're one of your guys doesn't show up, what are you going to do? You're going to text them. You're going to call them and be like, where were you? Oh, we'll go over their house and rip them out of bed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's it. People need that, especially if, if the passion is there. If they're so passionate about losing 10 pounds... That's going to fire you up because when other people succeed, you succeed. That's right. That's right. Now, again, that, that doesn't apply 
I mean, we're, we're talking as strength coaches here, like we love helping individuals. We love helping people. You might not be a people person. You might not care too much about your neighbor or whatever it is, but you still have to wake up every day and do something with yourself. Yeah. I think, you know, you make a great point, by the way, as strength coaches, like I read every DM that comes in on Instagram. And when you read the, the, the I think it's Gary Chapman's book, The Five Love Languages, people all respond in different ways. And mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a guy that responds to words. When someone writes something and someone says, hey, you changed my life by listening to this po- podcast, uh, affirmations. And my wife knows it. My kids know, like, I need to be affirmed every now and then. So never feel like you your voice doesn't count because although we all have different love languages, um, to Brian's point, like I know I read all my DMs and messages, and when someone says, hey, your words prompted me to commit to an exercise routine and get out there and start most mornings of the week or to hire a coach or to, to take this step, to me, I'm like, yes, that's to me impact. That's, that creates change, and that's why I exist. So uh, I think the bottom line with this is um, never feel like you're out there on an island because uh, Brian, you and your team, I know myself, it's like, hey, this is why we exist to help uh, people find the greatnesses that's within them. We talk about inspiring greatness every day. It could be from an Instagram post. It could be from this podcast that says, you know what? Enough's enough. I'm tired of being tired all the time. I'm going to make a commitment to my health. I'm not going to eat garbage today. I'm only going to eat food that's real. I'm going to start drinking more water. I'm going to give up smoking and I'm going to commit to just a couple days a week of getting out and moving my body, becoming breathless with the workouts. Enough's enough. Today's my day. I'm making it happen. No different than we accept Christ as our Savior, right? Like it's that one day. It's like, hey, you know what? My own health, I'm going to accept my health today as I'm the most important vessel that's out there. I need to start prioritizing me and not putting everyone else first. And that sometimes involves being a little selfish. Yup. Yes, yep. it is. Matter of fact, I'm giving you permission for 30 to 60 minutes a day to be selfish with your time. And whether it be before the kids get up, whether it be late at night when they go to sleep, whether it be you're going to use your lunch hour and not eat lunch, you're going to go for a workout and then get a 10-minute meal at the end of that, then do it. You deserve it. You're worth it. Thank you so much for listening to the Strong by Design podcast. If you find our show helpful in any way, please let us know by leaving a five-star review on iTunes. Go to strongbydesignpodcast.com. Your review will help us reach more listeners and continue to change lives. Let's get back to the show. You have to take time for yourself. For me personally, I work best taking from the hours of 4.30 a.m. till 6 a.m. every morning because I know my wife's still sleeping, my kids are still sleeping, I'm not getting any messages, I'm not getting any emails, I don't have to do anything. I spend time in the Word, I pray, I read my devotions, I, I, and then after that I start thinking, all right, big picture, right. priorities, how can I make today the most impactful day ever? And sometimes I fail, sometimes I succeed, but I go into the day with that mindset of how can I use today, not just for myself, but how can I use this day that I've been given by God to make him known? And when I get myself aligned with God at the the beginning of the day, everything else is taken care of. Right. So let me ask you a question. Is that easy for you to do? 4.30? Now it is. Now it is. It's It's taken me probably 15 years to get to where I I wake up before my alarm comes on. Mm-hmm. I, lo- I love my hour and a half every morning. Yeah. Sometimes I do more. I'm, I'm heavy into 
the Bible. Sometimes I'm heavy into actual work. I'm, I'm researching. I'm, I'm learning new new avenues of training. I'm doing things that, but it's all passion driven, right? It's God. God has given me the gifts of whatever, whether it's learning, whether it's teaching. He's given me exactly where what I need to do or what I need to be for that day. How am I utilizing it? So some days he'll give me he'll give me a prompting saying, "Hey." Or it's just so we. I just love how God works because like I'm, I'm doing my devotion, and all of a sudden a certain email will pop up or or something on Facebook that gets my interest. But then all of a sudden it, it starts the creativity cycle of like, wow, I, I needed to learn that so I can apply that to this. Mm. And then if I apply it to this, this is going to happen and it's going to help this person. Mm-hmm. It, everything is God ordained, and especially if you're in tune with the Lord, you know exactly the direction or the purpose that you have. Now I understand again if you're listening right now and you think all of this is hocus pocus, I want you to do one thing. Just be open to the idea of of possibility. I'm not saying, you know, make a decision right now, but just be open to the idea. Mm-hmm. Open to the idea that God exists and he wants something great for your life. Just be open to that idea. If if that If that is true, how will that impact your day? How will you go about your day in a different manner? Right. And yeah. you can even pray a simple prayer of saying, Lord, Reveal yourself to me. Mm-hmm. That's all you need to pray. And then the Lord will reveal himself to you in a certain way. It might not be instantaneous. It might not be that day, but it's going to happen at some point. And then all of a sudden you're going to be like, wow, all right, I guess the, I guess God was there all along and he was always revealing himself to me. It was me with my filter of fear that prevented me from seeing the mm-hmm. great things that God had for me. That's awesome. So to answer your question, it took me... 15 years to get to the point where I'm at today. And I struggle with it because as a strength coach, our hours suck. Right, right. I was a, a trainer. I We had a great facility up in New York and Connecticut. And I was working 4, 4.30 a.m. till 9 a.m. I had my own workout, had lunch, and then the afternoon crowd rolled in. It was then from like 2 to 8 p.m. I'm busy, yep. morning, noon, and night, weekends, holidays. I'm like, how can I find time for the Lord? I tried everything possible, but then all of a sudden, I was praying about it, and then mm-hmm. God opened doors, closed doors. Again, there was a lot of fear involved because I had I took a new position with something that um, I was completely unfamiliar with, but now that, that one door closed, the other door opened, and now I'm able to spend every morning of my of my existence right now in, in the Word. Right. Before, right. as a strength coach, I couldn't do that. Now, there's some days where I'll, I'll wake up early and I have got plans to do, but that 4.30 to 6 a.m. every day, that's my time. I love it. And, and like I said before, it, it took me 15 years to get to this point because I trusted God. I kept working toward it. I kept trying. I kept trying. Failure after failure after failure. And all of a sudden, it, it, like, it just fell into my lap. And I'm like, all right, God, I thank you. I needed this. And awesome. once, and once, like you said, Todd, t- be selfish. Take the time for yourself. And once I started investing in myself, everything changed. Yep. My relationship with my wife was better. I was a better father. I, I had thought clearer when it came to business decisions, and I just had more energy and more purpose throughout the day, rather than filling my head with this nonsense it's called right. Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. <laughs> now, if you're on our content, that's one thing. You can follow us on <laughs> Critical Bench. You can be on on Todd's uh, social media and all that stuff. That's all good, but you need to fill your mind, fill your spirit with something that is good, mm. that is wholesome, that is 
full of truth, and that it's going to help you get from where you're at now to where you want to be. Yeah. And, and and first off, thanks for sharing that, Brian. I think that's really valuable. A lot of the high performers I work with, I've studied with, um, talked to, most of them have an early morning routine. Um, and I'm an early morning guy too. Uh, but one thing I would say is this, regardless of one's belief system, is um, if you can take quiet time in the morning, just call it quiet time if you're not a believer, and you get that quiet time, and that could mean in a journal, writing down um, what is what you're grateful for, um, and having gratitude, because I think gratitude puts you in a state of mind of, of being aware of that, and also um, about what extraordinary things you wanna do today, and you start to envelop that thought process, um, I've often been uh, thanked for talking about meditation. And people are like, what's the difference between prayer and meditation? Uh, to me, the difference between prayer and meditation, prayer is talking to God. Meditation is listening to God. Mm-hmm. So when you're taking, quote, quiet time to listen and, and meditate, um, I've been actually spending more time listening to God lately than talking to God. Because I think listening, meditating, getting quiet time is really hard for me. Quieting my mind and just turning my mind off is hard. But what I've realized is the more I listen, the more profound wisdom that is revealed. And what I do is I listen. And when I hear those quote voices or keep you know hearing that, I write it down. And I often call it tapping into the whispers. If you can tap into your whispers, it's that whisper. Typically, God doesn't shout at you. We shout at God when we need something, we want something, something bad happens, and we question God and, and those things like, you know, God, why does good things happen to bad people? And why do bad things happen to good people? You know, all, all that. Um, it's if you can tap in and get quiet time and really, really spend time listening, tap into those whispers and then write that down in a notebook or journal or write it up on your computer. And really, if you can be committed and disciplined to do that on a regular basis, you'd be shocked of what that's revealing mm-hmm. on that. So to me, that's how I look at the morning time is sometimes I'm, I'm reading a devotional or reading the word. Sometimes I'm just listening and then writing, and sometimes I'm just journaling. There's no right or wrong way. The bottom line is that you're spending that time to nourish the inner self, that spiritual side, that all of us are spiritual beings, in spirit again, in spirit inspirational um, on that. When you can honor that and you can honor God, um, then I believe then you're going to dominate the day. You're mm-hmm. going to be in a, in a spirit that's going to allow you to be a better man or woman, a better mom or dad, a better uh, father or mother, a better leader, a better boss, a better person, just a better human being. Yeah, that's 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 awesome. Um, so for fitness, we 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 said pretty much just find some accountability. Mm-hmm. Just just start, just stick to something. Get get involved with something and just put it down on paper. Mm-hmm. Say, I want to lose five pounds by this date. It might not happen, but if you there's power in, I call it the power in the pen. You put pen to the paper, you write down what you want, and all of a sudden that becomes, it, it's a response. You look at it, that validates your thought, and then you're going to do something about it. Mm. That paper might just stay on the, stay on the, your, your table for a year, and you might not do anything about it, but that paper is still haunting you. It's no different than having you know, someone who's overweight, that they're getting ready for a beach party, and they put the bathing suit, they hang it on the door, and they have to look at it every day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They, you need to put something in, in your way yeah, gets gets you distracted, but in distracted in the sense that you need to make a good decision. Yeah, let let me add something here, 
if you're listening in and you say, man, that's me, I need to get started, here's the mindset, and I'll give you a story with it. I'm going to invite you to think to train like a pro athlete, to think to train like a pro athlete. And you feel like, Todd, what the heck do you mean by that? I'm not a pro athlete. I'm 50 pounds overweight, or I'm far from a pro athlete. I want you to have the mindset of a pro athlete. And here's what I mean by this. If you were to visit me at Fitness Quest 10, you'd see some of my elite athletes, right? The, the, the Drew Breeses, the Darren Sproles of the world's training right next to a grandma and right next to a grandpa. And guess what? It's often the Drews of the world saying, look at that grandma get after it. Like she's, she's working as hard as they are on that stuff. Guess what? When we approach our physical routine like that of a pro athlete, and we embrace the opportunity to work on our recovery and do our foam rolling and do our stretching, maybe get a massage once or twice a month, you all of a sudden treat your body and your mind like the athlete that you are. So I think sometimes we first are like, well, that's not me. I can't, I, I don't get paid to play. Guess what? Pro athletes have the same struggles that regular people have. They don't often want to come to the gym either. Sometimes they, you know, they, they don't want to go out and do field work and watch video of, of, of their performances. And, and you're like, well, yeah, but they're motivated by the money. No, they're not. A lot of times there's, there's like, they don't, they need a coach to tell them we need to do this. So I would just invite you to have the mindset to train like an athlete of, yeah, you got to get started. And getting started might mean 10 or 15 minutes, but maybe you're going to reward yourself after two or three weeks of hard work that you're going to get a body work session or a massage therapy session. You're going to hire a coach. Or you're going to you're going to join a gym uh, or an online coaching program that's going to hold you accountable for 90 days, and that you have goals not just about weight loss. Weight loss is part of the equation, but how are you going to feel? Like, how are you going to feel when all of a sudden your energy shifts and you have a smile on your face more often and you feel more vibrant and your little, your, your son or daughter's like, man, mom, man, dad, I love when you're working out. You're so much happier. You're not as grumpy. You're not as, you're not as stressed out all the time because you took a boxing class or you worked out for 30 minutes. All of a sudden your life changes. Your, your relationships change with your own kids. Like, that's why I do what I do. So I'm going to invite you not just to like, hey, I'm going to get restarted on a program and like get started. I'm going to drink a little bit more water. No, be all in and say, I'm going to train like a pro athlete. I'm going to have the commitment like that. And for 30 minutes, get after it. Go out there and move your body and start to clean up your nutrition and and reward yourself every now for the hard hard work that you're going to do and watch what happens. Not just how you look but how you feel. And if you're anything like me, man, you just want to feel better. Do you want to get energy through the roof? And you're going to say, man, I, I feel like a million bucks. Now, all of a sudden, your lifestyle is changing. And that's going to just, that's going to correlate into more success in work and more success uh, in your relationships. And, you know, when you're praying daily, which is another thing I'd say is like, you got to get into, you got to pray. You got to make sure you're nourishing your spiritual self. You get that on paper, watch out world. And and, and pull someone in there with you. Absolutely. Go all in. Grab your neighbor, grab your sister, grab your brother, grab your spouse, pull somebody in there with you because there is strength in numbers. I had Martin Rooney on our podcast a couple of weeks ago yeah. and uh, incredible message. Um, and he was talking about just building your brand mm-hmm. like create a contagious culture. Be, be part of something that you want to belong to. Don't just be something because it's convenient. And, and again, he, he created the Into the Roar podcast and with his training for warriors, like it, it's a cult. Right. It's like, it's, it's a culture because it's contagious. People want to be there. And, and you need to have that same mindset of, and if, if you're one of those individuals that need, 
You need hand-holding. You need accountability. Find something that works for you. Mm-hmm. Find somebody that works for you. Not, not, not physically works for you, but works with you. <laughs> No, but I'm saying like it's it, people just saying, oh, I'll just go to I'll go to this gym because it's on the corner, it, or they're running a deal. No, yeah, one of the things all human beings crave is community. Mm-hmm. You got to find the community and the family that fits with what you want. Um, you know, Proverbs twenty seven seventeen, iron sharpens iron. Mm-hmm. You got to find people who you want to train with. Who are you, who's going to lift you up? If there's energy vampires in your life that are pulling you down and and squashing your dreams or not allowing you to live in a healthy environment how are you going to change your environment uh how are you going to change your your inner circle if you need to maybe joining a gym with a positive atmosphere and a great energy in your community is going to open a door of positivity in your own world that's going to change and shift and and martin's a great example what he's done with his community uh been friends with martin for 20 years you got to find your tribe and, mm-hmm. and there's great tribes all over the place, you know, and if you're out in San Diego, you know, you come to Fitness Quest 10, uh, there, there's just different communities in, in different places, but you got to find the community that works for you. And then you find within that community, those two or three or four people who is, who become part of your inner circle and they, they call an ace and ace and a spade a spade. And they tell you when you're, you know, you're slipping up or not. And that's why when you talk about your Bible study that you go to, when you go into small groups and, and whether it be at the gym or at church or, or or any of the other you know circles that you 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 uh, you go to, you always want to find some people who can bring out the best in you, and that also you can do that for them as well. Now that's called accountability, and that allows you to really catapult to an entirely different level. You're not born with toughness; it has to be developed. Discover five ways to become tough as nails. Go to strongbydesigntough.com, enter your email, and download this special report for free. Let's get back to the show. If you're thinking right now, I, well, I have nobody to reach out to, that, that's an excuse. There are so many resources for you to, to, to get involved with, and most of them are free. I mean, mm-hmm. you can follow us on YouTube. You can, you can tune into our podcast here. You can tune into Todd's podcast. You can... I mean, there, there's really so many avenues right now that you that you can go down if you want it. If if you want it, if if you don't if you don't want something, you're not going to go after it. But if you really want something, get up off the couch, make that phone call, do something, make a decision. And hey, it might not be what you thought it was going to be. And say, I want to check out this gym. It might not be the the gym for you. That's fine. But get the ball rolling. Get in the process of searching. Right. It's the same thing, you know, I, I, I usher at our church and people come in and say, oh, I'm just church church shopping. I'm bouncing around. Oh, when was the last time? What other churches you checked out? Oh, it's been a few months. You haven't been in church in a few months, but you're church shopping? Like, <laughs> how can you test the waters if you're only going to one church every six months? Like, right. you got you to gotta go all in. You, if you're going to go church hopping, Go every week. Right. Do your research. Go Wednesday night. Go Sunday night. Go. There's there's many different ways. It just depends on how bad you want something. Mm-hmm. And we're here to we're here to help you. And, and we can't stress that enough. Guys like Todd, guys like Martin, these people are here to help you because we understand that if if we're wasting away each day that we're given, we don't get another shot. Mm. Like we're trying to make an, an eternal impact, not just on this this world on this earth. But afterlife. That's right. 
Like we're here for a specific reason. We don't get another shot. Mm-hmm. That's one of the things that just bugs me when people when I see wasted potential. That's right. When I see people that want something but not enough to, that they're going to change their life, but they just complain nonstop about it, mm-hmm. and not in, not in a negative way. They're just you can sense that they want something. They just they just are fear of the next step, mm-hmm. and it all comes back to fear that they they don't want to do something that they don't know. They don't want to go somewhere that they've never been. That's all based on fear. And again, if you want to step into greatness, I'm not talking, you, you just had this in one of your blog posts, good is not great. Or you said something along the lines of that, good is not, good is not where you want to be. You want to be great. Mm-hmm. So yep. don't, don't settle with good. Settle with great. So if you're good now, don't be good. Right. In my eyes, good is not good. Right. Good is bad. I had a professor that always says, if, if this was a nutrition class, if it had a negative effect, obviously it's not good. Stop taking that supplement. <laughs> if it had a positive effect, keep taking it. But if it had a neutral effect, keep taking it in hopes that it will do something positive. Right. But still, the action is if it's not doing anything, you're still making the decision to do something. Mm-hmm. Well, the whole thing is average is the enemy, right? In, in many areas of our life where we're being average, what are you going to do to... to step it up and and be above average extraordinary as we strive for greatness uh my whole point i made in what you're alluding to is sometimes you have to give up good to get to great sometimes you have to give up good to get to great now what does that mean you think about if there are things in your life that is good but you believe there's another level then you may have to give those good things up to get to great. And when you have to change, once again, that's the hard part of making this change. Like, hey, Brian, Todd, this sounds awesome. I'm going to do that. Well, are you going to do it? Are you going to take the action to do it? Are you going to hire a coach? Like I've had coaches for 10 plus years myself, not only just in training and nutrition, business, leadership, spirituality, I'll hire a coach because when I when I hire someone and I'm holding myself accountable that I'm going to report to them about my spiritual world and and am I committed to getting in the word and doing this or in the business world and not only leading mastermind programs but now also being part of different ones business world if I have dreams and aspirations and being of a growth mindset of like this is where I want to go if I'm just operating here I got to keep growing and I believe as human beings we're designed to grow and we never ever tap into our full potential like there's always another level we can get to as a matter of fact uh, studies show that once you hit physical fatigue you've only hit 60% of your capacity once you already get tired so if you're tired you got another 40% to go someone like suck it up Sally let's go we gotta roll like you you're just starting to hit where you think you're tired there's a whole nother level to get to and whether it's business your relationships it's like hey how can I become better how can I go to a couple's relationship retreat to work on how do we get better in our marriage? How do we get better in our own physical routine? It comes down to commitment, commitment and being a person of growth mindset. Um, so yes, fear uh, can certainly uh, crush people's dreams. It can, it can hold people back. I also believe it could be one of the biggest blessings of fear in our life is one of the best things we have. It's a motivator to, I'm not going to be held down. Fear is going to be the catapult. It's going to be the gasoline, the high octane that's going to allow me to get to that next level. So now when I have fear in my life, it's becoming aware of the fear and using that fear to move up in the world. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, it's perfect illustration of having a child go up to a stove, put his hand on the stove, a hot stove, He's now going to be in, That's right. in, in fear of that, which is a good thing. Mm-hmm. It's motivating him to not make a stupid decision. That's right. And I love how you said, in order to go from good to great, there's got to be change. Right. 
Now, you didn't say it's going to stay good, 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 great. That's right. It, it, it's probably going to be good, 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 bad, 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 good, 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 bad, good, good, great. Mm-hmm. And we've all seen that entrepreneur, uh, entrepreneurial chart of like the the mind or the typical day or week of an entrepreneur. It's like up, down, up, down, up, down, 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 up, up, right. up, up, down, down. It's all over the map. But in order to go from good to great, there will be sacrifices. There will be unknowns. There's going to be failures. But you know that it, in order to walk through fire, the iron will be refined. Right. That's right. The, the rock is going to be pressurized to become a diamond. Right. You got to go from good to something that's probably going to hurt. A perfect example is a, a marriage retreat. Those counselors, or they're, they're going to dig into some stuff that's going to hurt. Mm-hmm. They're going to pull back those layers of the onion, and it's going to expose some nasty stuff. But what's on the other side? Greatness. Right, right. You know, as you're talking about that, if there's anyone that's listening in today that is an entrepreneur, an aspiring entrepreneur, um, as an entrepreneur myself, uh, some of the, the, the toughest times in my entrepreneurial life are when I had to make personnel changes. Like earlier this year, I knew for months and months I needed to make some changes within my organization. But frankly, I was like, man, I, I, I don't know if I can make these changes. Like they involve some fear of like, I knew in my gut it was the right thing to do, but I didn't know if I wanted to do it because it involved several people's jobs changing. And that was scary because when you got 42 miles of feed plus any kids, it's like, man, I, I need to get rid of some people. I need to shift some some roles and add some people. Um, for me, it was my knee surgery and sitting down and tapping into my whispers that really allowed me to quiet everything down and go to paper and put together a plan of what needed to be done. And then ultimately taking the steps necessary to get my organization from a high operating uh, functional uh, business to even another level. That involved overcoming my own fear and actually taking action on the shifts, the organizational shifts that happened at Fitness Quest 10 and in my my uh, my speaking side on the Tyderk and Enterprise side to make shifts personnel-wise. That was frankly scary. Mm-hmm. It involves people's careers and shifting and changing on that stuff. But ultimately, at the end of the day, as an entrepreneur, you have to put people in place that ultimately can serve the mission of the company. And for me, that was a recent example of fear um, you know, reeling its ugly head, but using it as, okay, great. Tapped in the whispers, ultimately made those decisions, and they were really important decisions that now, um, this year, 2019, we're oper- operating at an extremely high level. Um, you know, revenues are up, profits are up, all those good things, but it was because the changes were made that it could have been real easy to not make the changes because I didn't want to ruffle the feathers. I knew it was, it was going to be scary and it, it was going to be this turbulence, as you just alluded to, like sometimes you're going to be like down, 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 and up all of a sudden. That's all part of, of running a business, being part of a business, uh, on that stuff. So uh, fear, once again, can be a gift. Fear can be a great gift if you embrace it, you run at it, and you use it as an opportunity to know that, you know, face everything and run mm-hmm. at it. And I, uh, I I totally appreciate the, the you removing the toxic people from mm-hmm. your organization. Yep. And I mean, if, if, if they need to get out of the organization, they're, it's either food or poison. Yeah, right. I mean, they can't be, it can't yep. be one or, I mean, it can't be both. It's mm-hmm. one or the other. And as an entrepreneur, 
you only want food in your organization because food equals growth. Right. Poison equals death. Right. And the same can also be said if you're within a family, within、mm-hmm. a parent. If you want to be a better dad, what do you need to do? Get rid of the toxic nonsense in your life. Right. Whether it's sitting down on the couch, opening a, a beer, watching sports while your kids are outside playing,、mm-hmm. get rid of the stuff that you know doesn't help. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it, in my eyes, it's as simple as that. It's you, nobody deserves anything. Like, you don't deserve to sit on, on your butt doing to do nothing. Even if you work on an oil rig for 19 hours a day, you don't deserve to sit down on the couch. You, you get to, the only thing you deserve is, I don't even know what you get to deserve, but because <laughs> you're not guaranteed anything.、Right. You don't know if you're going to wait. You don't even know if you're going to wake up tomorrow.、Yep. You're not guaranteed anything in this life. You don't deserve、mm-hmm. anything. You、mm-hmm. don't, this world does not evolve around you. So make the most out of each、mm. day. Those kids outside, they're not going to be kids forever. Your son, he's not going to be 16 forever. He's going、right. to be off to school. He's going to be getting married. He's going to be having kids. And all of a sudden, you're going to say, Man, I, I wish I worked more. That's right. I wish I、right. watched more sports. And that's the thing. It's because if you, if you want to be a better dad, if you want to be something better than where you're at right now, whether it's a mom, whether it's a dad, whether it's a husband or wife, get rid of the stuff that you know is not helping you get. From good to great. Absolutely. And、right. it could be even be something simple enough as don't turn your phone on before 8 a.m. or shut your phone off after the kids go to bed. That's right. Spend time with your wife. Spend time with your kids when they're home. You're not guaranteed another moment with them. Don't take it for granted. So, all those dads out there, like we, we've had previous podcasts talking about fatherhood and the difficulties of it and the stresses, but also the joy and the reward. And it's such a small window of time. And if we have, Impact in mind. We only get a small chance. It's either the world's going to impact our children or we get to impact them. And I sure as heck don't want the government telling my kids what they need to know. That's right. It's me and the word of God that is going to teach my kids. So it, you can apply fear to anything. You, you could apply fear to business. You could apply fear to faith, fear to fitness. That's just touching the surface, not even talking about.、Um, uh, I mean, there's, there's so many different things you can talk about when it comes to fear. At the end of the day, fear is going to stay there if action's not taken. That's right. And we. It'll get bigger. <laughs> It'll get bigger and bigger and bigger. It's, it's, if, if fear is just going to get bigger, it's just going to keep getting bigger, like you just said, Todd. And don't let it get any bigger than it already is.、Mm-hmm. Start diminishing fear. Don't disregard it. Know what the fear is, accept it, and now put something into action and stick with it, whether it's fitness. Whether it's your faith, your finances, and I'm using all F's here, but they kind of go hand in hand. It's it, just start doing something right now. And we, we touched on、uh, some great points. It's train like an athlete, have the mindset of being an athlete. That's right. Because you're capable of so much more than you, than you think.、Mm-hmm. Because we let social media dictate what we think about ourselves. We, we just live in a constant state of. Fear, a constant state of comfort. And once you're, com- once you're comfortable, it, you pretty much can't change if you're comfortable. Step out of comfort and step into the unknown. That's what our pastor always says is growth equals change. That's right. You can't grow if you're not changing. You can't have change if you're not growing. That's right. And if you're comfortable, I'm glad Jesus and the disciples are not comfortable. <laughs> they, they threw their nets, they got up and they, they went. And if it wasn't for them, Christianity would have been dead. That's right. It would have not existed because they knew the impact that they, they, they knew 
what they needed to do and nothing stopped them from doing it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they had failures. Most of those guys ended up being killed. They're martyrs. Stephen was the first martyr. He was stoned to death because of his passion, his impact that he wanted to give. Gosh, there's... Well said, man. It's well said. Well, such good stuff. It's great stuff, and you know, fear. Fear is a huge topic. And again, I think the biggest thing is, is it false expectations appearing real, which will eat you up, or is it facing everything and rising up? And uh, I think we all know the answer to that. Absolutely. Don't be stuck in a state of fear. Use that fear to take you to the next level, and use that fear to do something great today, right now, at this moment. Use fear as a motivator. Be in control of that fear. Don't let that fear tell you no. Don't let that fear tell you you're fat. Don't let that fear tell you you're ugly. Don't let that fear tell you you're not good enough because you are good enough. You are good enough. You have a purpose. You might not know what that purpose is, but do something about it. Find what your purpose is. And if you need help along the way, there's people like Todd. There's people like myself here at Strong by Design. We're here to help you in any which way we can. So last but not least, check out Todd's podcast, Todd Durkin Impact Show. Check it out. Follow him on uh, Instagram, on social media. What's the, the handle on Instagram? It's just add my name at Todd Durkin, at cool. Todd Durkin. And if you want to get your hands on one of Todd's books, you can go to Amazon or Todd's website, ToddDurkin.com, correct? Correct. That's the best cool. place, yeah. So yeah, you get plugged in with what Todd's going on. If, and if you need a quick little 60-second pick-me-up. Get your mind right. Get your mind right. Todd <laughs> will be yelling in your face on, on one of his Instagram posts, on his YouTube channel. He's He's got some great stuff, so take advantage of all that. And Todd, it's been an honor. This is a great conversation. I'm so glad we connected. I really appreciate it, Brian. Thank you for what you guys are doing. And uh, I think the bottom line is when we talk about get your mind right and impact, the bottom line is that it's an everyday thing, right? The walk that we have with our faith and our family, it's an everyday thing. Um, It takes years and years to become great at something. It takes a lot of due diligence and practice on that. And we're never exactly where we want to be. But I think the hardest part is starting. Mm-hmm. It's starting to take that 10 minutes of quiet time in the morning. It's the starting to say, you know what, I'm going to actually start training uh, and, and pick it up and train like a pro athlete. I'm going to improve my nutrition and, and recovery. I'm going to spend more time being present with my kids or my wife or spouse when I'm actually with them. And and I'm going to turn the phone off during dinner and I'm not going to have it on the table or whatever it may be. I think these little decisions go a long way. Um, otherwise, you start getting anxiety build up, stress builds up, and then all of a sudden, fear starts reeling its ugly head once again on that. It's little things that we can control if we nip it in the bud early on and we, uh, we take action on those things. I believe it allows us to live a life that's more fulfilled and then of course when we have our faith in alignment man then it's just a matter of just keeping that tuned in so we could uh live the life that we're designed to live awesome i love it todd thank you so much for joining us on the strong by design show it's been an honor and uh just keep doing what you're doing it's it's this is i love this topic because people need to hear it i needed to hear it and i know you needed to share it so again thank you so much and definitely go check out todd's podcast go right now go do it right now Check it out because I know you're going to love it. So Coach Brian here with the Strong by Design podcast with Todd Durkin. That's it. Have an incredible day and we'll catch you on the next episode. Peace. Thank you so much for listening to the Strong by Design podcast. If you found value in today's episode, please subscribe so that more people can find out about our show. Plus, you don't want to miss any future episodes with the amazing guests and topics we have lined up for you. 